just one look at you, and I know it's going to be a lovely podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is Tracks, episode number 55. Wow. The big 5-5. Five, five. Another milestone ticked off. We're going back to 5-5. Five, five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are indeed. Uh, this week, we've got a lovely episode to mark one of our favourite days of the year. It's Record Store Day 2017. We are here bringing you the best of the releases, some of the weirdest releases, some of the things we're most excited about in what is very much a bumper episode. I'm going to let you listeners in on a little secret. Uh, Normally we record our intros at the same time as recording the rest of the episode, but last night we very literally forgot to record one. (laughs) So uh, it's not quite as fresh in my memory as normal what we had a little chat about. No. But... It was all good. <laughs> yeah, we can say for sure. It's a great artist. It was a great episode, great music, and uh, much fun was had by all, and much fun will be had by you all listening. So, when you uh, get to the end of one side of a record, and then there's no more songs to play, and then you think, oh, I want to listen to the B-side, what is that also called? The flip side. Yeah, let's put that on then. Okay. Nice. Shall we begin? Let's begin. You alright, mate? You alright, Tim? How's it going? It's going excellently well. Yeah? Yeah. Good. How how are you? Uh, I'm pretty well, thank you. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Don't know why we're laughing already, but it's funny that I am well. Uh, (laughs) You're very salmony today. Salmony? Yeah. I d- is sal- it salmony? Salmony cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wearing a, a. I wouldn't even say salmon actually. Just pink. I've gone pure pink. Pink Juventus shirt. I think you're just surprised to see me in any colour. To be honest, I'm normally yeah, um, dark. I'm normally f- from a 1920s movie. You can't tell. I've got quite pale skin. Or a French film. Or a French 1920s film. 1920s French film, yeah. really. Yeah, basically, just completely a, black and white. A joke the other day that I made. Tim didn't really like it, but I put it on my Snapchat. Um, we left the building, and you had like a little black hat on, yeah, a black bag, your black shoes, your black trousers, a new black jacket. It was a slightly just, green jacket, actually. I'll have you know, it looked dark. Yeah, it's just oh, he's a cat burglar. <laughs> yeah, where were you going to go out and steal? Yeah, I yeah, didn't I mean, appreciate it. Was, it. it was amazing. I've still got, I saved it as well. I loved it that much. I thought I looked chic. <laughs> you did look chic. Yeah, if cat burglars were I chic. Looked- Incredible. Okay. I think that, in my opinion. How's your week been? My week, uh, it's been a really quick one, actually. No. It has in terms of days, because this, so it's Thursday we're recording on. And yeah. tomorrow is Friday. And it's a bank holiday. It is a bank holiday, so we've got a four-day weekend. Four-day weekend, which I've never had, yeah. ever. And I so, guarantee, despite the fact that you've now got four days off, this particular podcast will be getting edited at at least half two on Monday night, ready I've, for a I've Tuesday morning release. I have done a job for a long time. Last last week was quite late. Um, no, it wasn't. Oh, I was asleep. Oh yeah, you went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I got it ready um, pretty early, sent it to you at seven. You, yeah, yeah, you didn't, a, a non-finished edit, but yeah, yeah. I the musicless edit. Anyway, yeah. all that aside it's been a very quick week 
but a very busy week. So I think that's probably why it's been quick. Nice. Have you enjoyed it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been quite fun. Yeah. Some cool people came into the office. Mm. Um, one of the guys from Mighty Boosh. English Boosh. people might know that. Julian. Julian Abbott, I believe his name is. I don't think it's Abbott. Julian. <laughs> I really don't think it's Abbott. Julian Abate. No. Um, Julian. Assange. No. He escaped from the embassy. It and, is uh... Julian. Julian Barrett. Barrett. I was yes. quite close. You could see maybe where I'd got that from. I don't think I can. Abbott and Barrett. Mm. Oh, come on. It's close, but no donuts. Considering I'd... I would. I don't need any donuts, thank you. And I obviously didn't get them. Uh, yeah, so I met him. That was cool. I mean, it's been a quick week. It's been, it's been yeah, all right. There's really nothing that's happened, though. Okay. Well, stop trying to make it sound like there is, then. Yeah, stop I'm trying really, to make your really life sound so interesting. I'm trying to say I've had a great week, but it's been fairly simple. But I would like to know how your week's been. Uh, my week has been good. Um, we had a former tracks guest and oh, favourite, uh, Ben Brooks. It was his birthday on, well, Sunday actually, but on Saturday night. We celebrated in quite substantial style. Yeah. Um, to the point where it took me until about Wednesday to be fully back on my feet. Yeah, considering I went home quite early, it took that took me a, a day. To, yeah, but that's because I drank vodka and I haven't drunk vodka in a while. Interesting. Yeah, with gold flakes in it, like we're yes. in super bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. It. We didn't drop it on a bus though. No. So we did actually end up drinking it. Didn't like that really. No, actually, it was very syrupy. In it was my very opinion. syrupy. Thick. It was quite nice. It was better than just chip, shit, cheap vodka. To be honest, the the biggest problem was that your brother Jack, like we had a, like a shot of it, and that was all I had of it. But I was, really? just, well, that was all I had of it anyway. I just oh, had right. a shot, um, and but I, I didn't really want it. I was a little bit tipsy anyway. Um, but everyone was doing it, so I thought, right, I'll join in. Peer I'm, pressure. I'll be eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Jack said it would be nicer if you pour some water in it. Yeah. Mate. So what what I ended up with was an enormous. Shot, which makes no was sense. still disgusting. Drink more of this. Yeah, exactly. The volume just increased. I couldn't, and then I had to have like three swigs of it, and then I was like, Whoa. "Yeah, uh, yeah." And everyone's like, "The gold cuts your throat," so then the bulb could get nonsense. Firstly, I don't want to drink something that cuts my throat as it goes down. I cannot believe. And secondly, that anything would off. get health and safety approval that cuts your throat. A bit of that cannot to go be down. true. Yeah, there's some. Uh, they give you razor blades to swallow first, and then you drink the vodka. Uh, no, doesn't happen uh, unless it's very, very small incisions. But yeah, it it was a fun night. Uh, we went to the dogs. Actually, we started off uh, watching the Grand National. So for people yeah. who are, you know international listeners, that's a really famous horse race here, and we're not horse racing fans at all. But yeah. it's kind of like it's this one day of the year where like everyone, your mum, your nan your weird uncle like yeah, everyone has like a little a little dabble on the horses yeah this is actually the first year I ever have yeah and I did twice you did you got in the sweepstake and you had your own bet yeah you had what someone Joe Joe uh, Joe Blogs. <laughs> Joe the horse drop drop out Joe drop out Joe my work horse yeah my work horse <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like a lucky number of mine as well but yeah. I don't think it even finished no my actual bet uh, fell at I think like the fourth you fell natural yeah I had uh, definitely red 
Simply Red, something red. Oh, which was the first. It yeah, was, it was the favourite. Yeah, yeah. And as a red, I thought I'm going to have that one, but no, that one fucked up. Um, so yeah, then we had like our little sweepstake thing where we split all the horses four ways, five ways, five ways. Five ways. Um, and you thought you'd won, right? That was quite a funny moment. Right. So, so I saw that I think twenty no thirty two came in. So I had thirty two, and I'm like, yes, arms yeah. in the air, thinking about what I'm going to do with my spends. Yep. Um, and then Jack is like, oh, hang on, that's my number. After he had said when he thought you won, maybe we should just like split the prize or whatever. Like, Did he, he was, say that? He was trying to like get second place and third place a payout because yeah, he thought he might he have had, one of them. He had like the top five. Yeah. So we obviously had two and three. Coincidentally, he was the one who gave out the horses. So although I don't know how he would have seen in the future that those ones are going to finish. He obviously knew somehow. Yeah. Have you given him the money? I did give him the money, yeah. Don't you remember? I did as I, well. I sent you money on Monzo. Yes, you did. And then you gave him the phone. I assume Ben didn't. Of course Ben didn't, but it was his birthday. A little bit of news. Yeah. Monzo have now become a fully licensed Yeah, bank. that is true. I mean, I, we shouldn't really promote banks on the podcast, but yep, that and is someone. true. And we are fans of Monzo. Shouts to Monzo. If you ever want to sponsor you a podcast... promote banks and now you're probably going in on it? No, but now I shouldn't really do that. But Monzo are the best bank in the world. Well, we? what I am saying is, uh, you know, they're on the cutting edge of, you know, youth culture and popular music and things <laughs> popular banks <laughs> I don't know but if they want to sponsor a podcast we're here and we are both I'm totally up for that we are both very much we can get free card holders or more free Monzo cards they're free anyway yeah no but we can why do you need millions of them just loads just of the bank cards they actually sent me two as well no we don't Ooh. need a third um, so yeah that's pretty much it for me what do you mean is it for you we've already <laughs> moved on from your bit and we've gone on to my bit <laughs> My week was. <laughs> I brought it on to Monzo and thought it was in the middle of me. Like, well, that's it from me. It was never from you. <laughs> Just to reiterate, I'm really done now. Yeah. So please carry on with the rest of your week. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, yeah, we went. We bet on the horses. We went to some dog racing. I really didn't like greyhound racing. No, I didn't like it. Not either. my cup of tea. No. Very strange place. Um, had one bet and then thought I've had enough of this. Um, we barely even saw live dogs. Did find out though that <laughs> we didn't see any dead dogs. That we should be clear <laughs> about that. Um, so yeah, we went out in Brighton. It was fun. I think. I think we've talked <laughs> enough about that night. It was great. Happy birthday to Ben. Yeah. Uh, we love him very much. Uh, we are very proud of the young man he has grown into. Yeah, only 41. strapping young man. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's looking great for it. He <laughs> doesn't look a day over thirty-five. <laughs> So, in amongst all that, have you had a musical highlight of the week? Uh, yes, I have, actually. So, firstly, I would just like to say, and I'll keep this quickly, because I've mentioned it on the podcast before, maybe like six months ago, though, but um, Orlando Weeks of the Maccabees brought out a little project called Young Colossus like in 2012-13. I mean, it did very much sound like you had just said a weird dinosaur name. Of like, young Colossus. You said the Young Colossus, like a <laughs> Diplodocus. Young Colossus. <laughs> young. Young Colossus yes. Velociraptor. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any dinosaurs. <laughs> T-Rex. Um, young Colossus. T-Rex. <laughs> so yeah, that is now on Spotify. So if you haven't heard it, go. it's 18 minutes long. It's really, really 
beautiful stuff. Um, yeah, just go and listen to that. I nice. couldn't advise it more. Uh, so my highlight though of the week, apart from being Alexander Saviour's album, yeah, which, which I did I, talk about, yeah, last I, week coming out, I was going to, in a similar vein to you shouting, Young Colossus. Uh, I was going to shout out that Alexandra Saviour album because we talked about it too recently to play again, I think, but it did drop and really, really good. Very pleasantly surprised. Um, enchanting It was is the word that I kind of was struck with straight away. Her mm. voice is amazing and like it's got so much atmosphere and so much And it reeks depth. and drips of that Alex Turner guitar-y... Yeah, I mean, instrumentally, it well. sounds like a sort of more stripped back, slightly more mellow Arctic Monkeys record. It's like somewhere between, like, bug. You could say that. I was going to say somewhere between like AM and the Submarine soundtrack. Interesting, but also the same. But basically, that kind of thing. The it's latter stages of their career. Yeah, exactly. But really amazing. And in particular, listeners, there's a song called Shades on the record which I just cannot stop listening I to. It to, to I played it today at work to people yeah. and everyone was very much enjoying it yeah it's like it's been on constant rotation in my listening habits ever since last Friday and will continue to be for it's quite some time that is great and when it's like, I kind of wish that it was raining amazing so good um, so yeah big, because we like to mix it up uh we're not going to play her this week. No. But amazing album. It's called Belladonna of Sadness. And do go check it out because you will not well. regret it. Yeah. Everything about it. I love the simple cover art as well. It's very mm. Whitney-esque though. It's like... Um, that's what I was thinking. It's almost like an answer. It's like a dead to... version of Whitney's yeah. album. Yeah. But, like, um, that sounded like a, not a compliment. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Visually, like, yeah. Whitney's is white with the yeah. flowers and hers is black with the flower. Yeah. It's but amazing. Check it. Totally. So the person I'm actually going to talk about is somebody that the company I work for signed recently. And it's the first person that I've talked about from work. And her name is Curtie. 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 Can you spell that for us, Harry? Because I'm... I mean, I'm thinking it could be C-U. You're wrong. It could be K-I. You're right. <laughs> like Kirsty. Kirsty with no S. Hmm. So, Curtie is from Toronto. Toronto. In Canada. Toronto. Did you know that? Yeah, of course I know where Toronto is. <laughs> Toronto. I can't, Can you do a Canadian accent? I can't. I find them difficult. To yeah. be honest, even... G- Canada. So... <laughs> <laughs> Canada. The thing is, like... Can- Can- Canada. With some accents that I can't do, like, I can hear a Welsh accent in my head, yeah. but I can't really do it. I... Can't even really in my head particularly decipher like a Canadian from an American. I find them difficult. It's it's like it's a bit like a New Zealander and an, Aust- and an Australian. There's something a little more clipped about the. Um, I, I think I can Canadian. hear that. I can hear that one more. Really, New Zealand and Australia. Well, I now mainly because I fight the Concords. I can hear the difference, but I can't do yeah. the impression. I'm anyway, that's all. She's from Canada. That's what we need to know. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Los <laughs> Angeles. <laughs> yeah, so... Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. So, Curti released a self-titled album at the, I think, September last year. And 
The interesting thing is, I actually introduced the Alexander Saviour album to people I work with because we were just listening to this. Mm. And there are certain elements of this album that I would say do share similarities, maybe in the voice. But at the same time, she has, and I feel bad saying this, there's an American twang to her voice. I know she's Canadian, but it's it's almost like a Southern American twang. I mean, that's not... Um, you know, that's not necessarily, uh, you know, saying that Canadians sound like Americans because we have a lot of British singers that sound American yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's there's some songs in this album that are quite shoegazy. There's some kind of very country, folk kind of songs. And the song I'm going to show you today is called Dreamboat. Hmm. And... Is it about you? Probably. <laughs> She has a, a video, a music video out, which I would actually like to show you. I did send you, I'm not sure if you listened to it. I did not either watch it or listen to it. Okay. Um, but you, you went twat. Because <laughs> I sent it to you and said, I swear I know this song, what is it? You went, No, I did listen to I that. I don't know it. No, I did listen to that. Yeah, because I've sent you a few things probably, that, at least one of them. I do remember you saying, to. I swear I know this, and I, I said, no, I don't. Yeah, well, I listened to it at work, and I was like, I know this, this has been in something. And I think the reason why I like it it reminds me of um, songs in films, mm-hmm. maybe because of the video itself. Yeah, um, I'm kind of in love with Curti, and that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because she has this like this '70s style um, video, and she's just like having fun in it, and I'm just like, I would like to be there. I want to be in the '70s also. and having fun too. <laughs> yeah. And she like gets in this, but she's like making a cocktail thing. And it's like I like making just, cocktails. Yeah, and she's wearing like this, like sorry again, but this American kind of like yellow, like swimsuity. I like wearing yellow American <laughs> swimsuits with like little red shorts. <laughs> like red shorts. <laughs> That's you watching it. I want to do all of these things. I like dancing. I like getting my shoes off. Um... The song is really, really nice, and it, yeah, I think it's mainly because of the visuals that I've seen. Yeah. I'm like, this works with films that I know, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But also, I think it's a really lovely song. It's floaty. Yeah. It's, it has this kind of indie element to it, um, which is weird, because sometimes I listen to her as, as very much kind of a country singer. Yeah. But, you know, it, the, the album does kind of take you a few different places. Sounds cool. And yeah, I definitely want to show you this one. And I know what you mean about like visuals kind of teeing you up for kind mm. of like it's sort of things that maybe when you just listen to the music you don't really kind of notice. When you see the video as well, somehow it kind of ties in a lot of what the artist is thinking as well, and then all of a sudden it kind of plays yeah. off a lot of things. Funnily enough, I was listening to like an old an old primary school friend of mine from York. Um he, from York. From York. Okay. From the merry old York. Um, he does, or actually, funnily enough, it was his last ever show on, he does a show with Radio Reverb in Manchester, and, um... Brighton has a reverb as well, doesn't it? I don't know. It's called Brighton Reverb. Maybe I'm making up that it's called Reverb, then. It's called Radio something. (laughs) But anyway, it was his last ever show, and they, like, put it out on Mixcloud. Um, but funnily enough, they had, like, every song they played they had uh, seen the video for and they kept talking about the kind of visuals that went along on with purpose. it. On purpose? It just, I don't know if it was on purpose or coincidental, they did comment on the fact that it sounds like we only know these songs from the videos. Right. But like, I think it is quite an interesting thing. It's almost, I think since 
Maybe it's an age thing, actually, but certainly I remember, like, as a teenager, sitting and, like, watching music channels and just sort of flicking through them and trying to find something I like. Yeah. And I was always quite aware well, the internet of... wasn't as big a thing then, was it? Yeah, so... but I was always quite aware of, like, what the videos were for each song. And I feel like, obviously, bands are still making videos for every song. Well, their singles, sorry, not every song. But, like, a lot of the time I miss them and maybe we are, yeah. like this, like with this one, sort of losing out a little bit of like part of the vision of what that song could be I think it's almost it's quite rare for me now to have seen a video for a song yeah me too but yeah okay this one is great go and listen to the album it's lovely yeah Uh, Curti is brilliant and presumably watch the video as well definitely watch the video so the song is Dreamboat by Curti I just don't want to get these things wrong, alright? So first of all, as we've done a couple of times already in this uh, Musical Highlights of the Week section, there is someone that I want to kind of uh, shout out, but I'm not going to play. Because we've featured them way too many times on the podcast before. But that is uh, Day Ones for us, one of our friends of the show, absolute favourites, The Big Moon. Their first album, debut album, The Fourth Dimension, finally dropped last Friday. And it's great. It's as great as we all thought it would be. Um, But after them clearing up at the Tracks Awards at the end of the year, after featuring at least two of their singles previously, after them clearing up at the Great Escape Awards last year too, uh, (laughs) you know, there is no need to play more Big Moon, but... I just wanted to mention that they have got a new album out and you guys should really go and listen to it and support them. Brilliant band. Couldn't we love them. And they're coming to Brighton again very soon and I can't wait to go really and see them. cheap tickets. Yeah. So, so I will cheap. be there. Absolutely loving it. Uh, but that is not my musical highlight of the week. My musical highlight of the week is something that uh, took me really by surprise, actually, in that it's a band from way back when Maybe. who I didn't really imagine myself ever being asked about again and that's not in a mean way at all or yeah. like saying they weren't a good band in the first place but were you a fan back back then no that's kind of that's kind of my point i i wasn't really like, i knew like two songs yeah so th- the band to let you guys in on the conversation is uh, maximo park who are a newcastle uh, based I don't know if based actually but they came from Newcastle uh, get this right <laughs> definitely from Newcastle Toronto and Newcastle I think they formed around 2000 up there and then I feel like I don't know, I don't know where they were based but they were kind of a big name in the kind of mid whatever that first decade of the 2000s the noughties noughties yeah, yeah. mid noughties indie scene in Brighton they, it's Brighton England <laughs> everywhere <laughs> And so bright and obsessed. Uh, no, but they had, you know, songs like Apply Some Pressure, which were kind of yeah, huge, one, yeah. huge, really massive hits. And like, uh, whenever we go to those kind of indie nights, 
something like that will always get a run out. Um, and I heard a few months ago that they were coming back with some new stuff. And I, you know, like anything, I'll always give it a go. But I can't say I was like um, full of excitement to check out what they were coming out with next because I just feel like, you know, they they had their moment where they were really important and their other bands have maybe got their moment now. Uh, I don't think that's a, any criticism of them. I'm sure they would accept the same thing themselves. But uh, on Friday, it was one of our favourite radio presenters, Sean Keaveney. Uh, he does the morning show on Six Music. And uh, he had his 10-year anniversary of uh, doing the morning show. So first of all, shout out, Sean, because that is a big achievement, getting up at Lord knows what time to be incredibly funny on the we radio Sean. for hours and hours. Um, I feel like part of the reason he's so funny is because he must be delirious. He does. Yeah, I couldn't be that perfectly he does like funny the, that early. Is it like 7 till 10 he does? Def- yeah, definitely till 10. I think it's 7 till 10, so he must be up at like 4 Five. I don't know where he lives, but I'm yeah. assuming it's in it's rec- it's recorded in London. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, incredible achievement! Shout out, he's one of he's one of the best out there, and he plays amazing music as well. But he had like a little party on Friday morning, and Maximo Park were there. They were like the house band for it, because um, he because he's a big fan, and they played their latest song, and I just. I loved it straight away. The first time I heard it, I, it just got in my head. It caught my imagination. You text me on like Monday or Tuesday, just out of the blue, like I can't get this Maximo song out of my head. Yeah, I've just been loving it ever since. I think it's great. Like, and it, like I say, it's caught me by surprise. I didn't think that I would get really, really into the Maximo Park comeback. But they have a song called "Get High." Brackets. No, I don't. And you played this on Saturday, didn't you? And you yeah, I played it. You saying this is the Max Mud Park? Yeah, so I, I, again, because I was, so I was, I, I was so surprised by it. Because I was saying to people like, Max Mud Park are back, and they've got a really good song. And you know, a, a lot of people who grew up in the same era as us were like, "Are you sure? Like, are you yeah. sure it's good?" And then I played it, and everyone was like, "The consensus was it's really catchy and it's really, really good." And you know, I, I mean, I liked some of their older stuff. I really did at the time. But I feel like this might be one of the best songs I've ever made, for sure. I'm really into it. Uh, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Like I say, it's called Get High No I Don't, and let's just have a little spin of it right now. You'll find the same thing goes around your head every night. The language you use just gives me the blues. It's what you intended to do. The language you use just gives me the it's what you intended to do So that was Maximo Park with Get High, No I Don't. Did you enjoy that? I did. I'm just looking up at the top left hand corner and it's just weird to see that name again. Yeah. It's like, um, who's the band that did Monster coming up the going over the hill. Uh, well, because you can't remember that, I should say <laughs> Wombats. It's yeah. like them having like a new song now. It'd just be like it's just a real blast yeah, from the bit, past. Bit of a throwback, isn't it? Yeah, um, but in a great way. Um, if they're going to put out an album full of that kind of stuff, really catchy. You know, it is still very much based in that mid nineties indie scene, but super catchy. Uh, I've been singing. Everywhere I go, do you want to get high? No, I don't. It's brilliant. I, I, 
I'm really into it, so uh, I'm happy they're back, and I'm hoping for more of that kind of stuff. Mm. And that was very much my musical highlight of the week. So, Harry. Hello, Tim. Do you remember what you were doing on the 16th of April last year? Um, probably crying. I mean, you might have been at another point in the day. That's very possible. But what you were also doing was putting out our very first ever Record Store Day special episode, 2016. Um, It's an event that we're huge fans of, uh, champions of, and friends of. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're back for a second year celebrating... All the joys that are Record Store Day. So I can hear you listeners asking, what is Record Store Day? And I'm going to tell you, it is the one day of the year. This comes directly from their website, by the way, so don't oh, okay. don't be atting me on Twitter if you think this is a shit description. I didn't write it. Uh, all that good. That, uh, like, Tim, that was fucking magic. Yeah. Uh, record Store Day is the one day of the year when over 200 independent record shots... Co- shots? <laughs> 200 independent record shots. Let's have another record shot, shall we? We Over 200 independent record shops uh, all across the UK come together to celebrate their unique culture. Special vinyl releases are made exclusively for the day and many shops and cities host artist performance and events to mark the occasion. Thousands more shop celebrate the day around the globe in what's become one of the biggest annual events in the music calendar. Basically... It's a day where loads of amazing new stuff gets released and we all celebrate everything that record stores are and the culture of buying music is. Uh, and it's kind of a perfect excuse to celebrate some of the cool releases. We we talk about a lot of music that we're listening to all the time, obviously. Mm. But generally speaking, we're both kind of digital guys. Yeah, uh, this is And rarely we... we'll say, uh, this is my musical highlight of the week because I bought the 7-inch. It's yeah. like... It's very rare. Yeah. So my boss was telling me that he would get briefs, th- like back in the day when he had the job that he has now, he would get briefs through. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, and he would have to go out to record shops, stay there all day, listen, like go to the like listening booths and just put on different records. Yeah. And then buy them all, take them back, put them onto like CDs and stuff or tapes and then send them back to the the um the client or whatever, and they would say no to all of them, and they have to redo it all again. Now we just like listen to stuff online, yeah. make little playlists and stuff, and then send them off. Like we are very lucky <laughs> to not have to do that. But I do like the idea of going out and listening to stuff and finding something you like, and then buying it and taking it home. Yeah, I think like um, as much as as you say, the immediacy of all this stuff has made it so much easier to find the things that we love. I also think it's it's kind of the same as like Tinder or all those kind of things as well. Yeah, it's the, too much sometimes. Well, not necessarily that it's too much, but like I mean, you, on you... Spotify, for example, like if I if something comes out that I've been looking forward to listening to, and I listen to a couple of songs yeah 
if I'm not immediately taken by it, I'll just think, oh, I'm just going to listen to something else. It's what I've left. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, sadly, it's the same with something like Tinder. You think, well, there's a million other people out there, so I'm just going to. Is this the first on... time we've mentioned Tinder on the podcast? No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's got to be. No, it's definitely not. But my point is that there's like. Some of my uh, most loved albums ever are things that I've persevered with and like really grown to love and kind of appreciate the intricacies of it. And I think, um, you know, the digital music world kind of stops you from doing that because it is too easy to just switch off from something straight away. Uh, just as, you know, in the old days, if you've got someone's number, I mean, you're going to work hard on working out how you like that person because there's you might not get another one for six months whereas yeah. you're going to get a match in ten minutes <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, you know there's so many great things about the immediacy of music and things like that these <laughs> <Tinder>. days <laughs> Tinder <laughs> but there's also like a massive downside we are very um, you know a disposable culture uh, and yeah. something like Record Store Day what I really love is that you know, what we did last year, which is what we're going to do again this episode for you guys this week, is go through the releases and um, you know pick out some things to mention. But what I really love is that when going through these releases, there, there are things there that I see that really intrigue me. I look for them online and they're not there. So it's like, right, I have to actually go out and seek these things. If I want to hear, you know, there's, um, there's a couple of records which I'm going to mention later which there's just no trace of them online. So I'm going to, I'm, no, I say have to, but I'm going to really enjoy doing it. I'm going to go out and find it, buy the physical version, and then I'm going to really cover it and take yeah, it home. There's even, there's even the fact of, there's a few things we, we, we might talk about in the next half an hour or so, that there is no way that we can show you what it sounds like or anything. Yeah, exactly. So we just, we just want to kind of tell people what there is out there. Yeah. And, what, and what's getting us excited. Yeah. So, uh, I can't really believe we've got this far into this conversation without mentioning it, but this year's, 2017, Record Store Day, it's this coming Saturday, as you listen to this podcast on release day, obviously, because that's what you do every time. Because you can't Uh, wait. 22nd of April, around the UK, it's all kicking off, and loads and loads and loads of amazing things are getting released, and we're going to give you Harry's first pick of what is great and what you need to... Check out right about now. So my first band that I'm going to go with is a band that you probably haven't heard for quite a while. Well, they're saying that you sent me an article today and they were in there. Oh, really? Yeah. So this was a... Should we mention the article? Yes. Because it was really funny. Go for it. Uh, it was on Noisy, which is kind of the music arm of Vice, which a lot of people will have heard of. Yeah. Um... And it was asking the teenagers of today, uh, basically, what they think of the indie music that we grew up with. And it made me feel so old. It made me feel old, and it made me feel like, why are teenagers so, like, cynical? Larry. Just really Larry. Yeah. I was just reading it through a screen, and I thought one of them was going to have a fight with me. <laughs> <laughs> just like... like they, they asked some person... And they were like, I don't know, you want to play me a bit? And they were like, do you want me to play again? You're like, no. There was one where... Calm down. Uh, they said, like, um, I can't, it was something like, do you think uh, indie is for old people? 
Mm. And the kid replied, I don't know, you're the journalist, you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not how questions work. <laughs> like, like, yeah. anytime they ask Great. you a question, they're like, I don't know, you should know. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. It, it the chutzpah of oh, these kids. Yeah. Uh, but brilliant. So, so one of them has actually asked what they thought of Dreaming of You by the Coral. Oh, really? Yes. I think they said it was okay. I mean, unbelievable. It's a classic. Yeah, I know. It's outrageous. I don't understand it. Or they said that they know it because their dad plays it or something. No, no that, that was, was the Libertines. Libertines, oh, yeah. That, so that, how old's your dad? No, that really hurt me, that one. Yeah. That was a real... Was that, should I have kids or something? <laughs> that was a real like stomach a punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad listened to them. And then he said, uh, is your dad cool? And they were like, he likes to think he is. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was like a 15-year-old. And their and dad... Then, and then his last thing was, I don't know, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and they get that in there as well. Although, to be fair, I mean, saying that, my dad listens to Libertine, so... Oh, my dad it's not, totally doesn't. It's not as Your dad likes to think he's cool as well. Um, or is he cool? I don't, I don't know if he would like to think he's cool. I think he's quite cool. Yeah. I, I think I probably... I would think, say he is, based on his music taste. I think, I think he's cooler than he thinks he is. That's my assumption. That is a good way to put it. Yeah. So, the band I'm going for, obviously, is The Coral. And they actually brought a EP out last year called Holy Mountain Picnic Massacre Blues. Did they? Yeah. Which sounds a bit um, long. Sounds, sounds just like um, like they've just sort of flicked through the dictionary and just put their finger in pages and just picked any word. Just picked some random words, yeah. Because none of those words go together. Nope. <laughs> Holy Mountain Picnic Massacre Blues. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Picnic. It's like a Red Hot Chili Peppers lyric. Mountain Picnic. Holy <laughs> Mountain <laughs> Picnic. <laughs> um, they like I'm trying to. I'm just looking here because I actually didn't know they'd done anything since. When was the album? Oh, these are singles. Sorry, I don't even know if they've got Dreaming of You as a single. That's amazing. They must do. You're just on Spotify. I am just on Spotify. They must, it, it was a 2002 single, as well. I remember the video. It was definitely a single. So, um, 2002, The Coral, that is probably the last time I've listened to them. I mean, we've listened to that particular song many times over the years, for sure. All right, I'm not saying 2002. That, that album is the last one I've <laughs> listened to of theirs. Um, Am I being too pernickety for you? Right? A little bit too pernickety. And we've had Distance Between, which was brought out in 2016. Have you heard that? Uh, you're, are you a Coral fan or are you a bit like me? You know them, you've heard songs of theirs, you like I know them. them. I mean, honestly, one of my most residing memories of the Coral is a joke Simon Amstel made about them on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which... What's that? Can you say it? Uh, it, was some, uh, it was something along the lines of, um, did you know that the Coral like to play ping pong before their gigs? And he's like, I like to play ping pong before a Coral gig too. And after a Coral gig. And during a choral gig, <laughs> as long as I definitely miss the choral gig. <laughs> uh, so that is what sticks in my I mind. I hope people know Simon Amstel, because yeah. that would be Do you know even he's, funnier. He's on tour and coming to Brighton in November. Is he? Yeah. I really want to go. I would love to go and see him. Yeah. So, the, uh, I mean, the main reason, I love myself a picture vinyl. A printed vinyl. Whatever you I want do to too. call it. And there are some really good ones coming out. I know you've possibly got some to share today. They're coming. They're coming. Um, This one is just a nice, dark, purpley, black, 
thing with a it's like a, a mountain a cliff with a car a bit um it's a bit stupid to ask you this but the two girls from the film that go off the road in a car people are going to be shouting through two girls from two a fa- two women are you talking about Crossroads, the Britney Spears film? No, this is really not. I'm not going to look it up. It would just take me time. Two girl. Wait, no. Two, right, it's a famous scene. Like Nancy, I forgot what it is. Two women in a car drive off a cliff. Off a cliff. And then you Bonnie see and Clyde? Bonnie and Clyde. I, no, that's a man and a woman. Yeah, it's not that. I'm not going to look it up. Just so, just to annoy <laughs> no. people because it's annoying me as well. I don't know. I started watching Twin Peaks yesterday. Really? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a bit creepy. Mm. Have you got to the dream episode? The dream no, I've sequence. One episode. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. Stop, Especially stop, then. Stop. What? Stop! Stop! Stop trying to jump the gun. I said I started it yesterday. <laughs> How many episodes do you think I watched? <laughs> but season. It, it it made me laugh a lot. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, the music in it, amazing, isn't it? It's like yeah, like, it's so constant. They play like also like it throughout the whole I, thing. I don't know if it was just like. Is it meant to be like the wrong music all the time? No, it's just a very dated um, because like people, but, like um, so composing. I mean, it's not really a, it's not really a spoiler alert, but like it basically starts with them finding like a dead body on the beach, and the music that's playing is like the most romantic music you ever heard. And like there's like these two people like I think looking at the instrumentation is. But I'm like, are these people in love with a dead body? (laughs) What's happening? I can't remember their name as well. I was going to say Sarah Parker, but that's Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. It's a very famous name. Anyway. Another thing. It's funny. I can't remember. <laughs> we don't know anything, but it's funny. There's a woman who was like, she walked into like a town hall meeting, just like holding a log. And he's like, who's that? So like, oh, she's just the, I can't remember what he said. I don't yeah. know, but it was funny. I need to, I mean, was I was weird. almost having a go at you then. I've also only seen yeah. the first episode because I know it's coming out. There's a new, this series coming out. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Nonsense. It's, it's got this, uh, car coming off the cliff and it's got a massive like giant monkey or at least a monkey close to it it's just really weird what there you go have a little gander oh sorry I mean much like many listeners I feel like uh, they don't know what you were talking about and I don't know what you're talking about the picture disc has got a car coming off a cliff and a monkey near it (laughs) yeah because I thought you were talking about the the famous film like two ladies are driving off a cliff and there's a monkey there so you never mentioned the monkey before are we talking King Kong <laughs> famous film with the women off the cliff with a giant monkey <laughs> I feel like you'd know that film um yeah that is that's it I, I I love myself a picture record and um I really want to get some more of them um I'm gonna play a song from this EP called after the rain, post World War Three, return of the super turf mix. More words picked out of nowhere. Yeah. So let's give that spin now. Nice. Lovely pick, and I'm going to go from, uh, you've gone for kind of a classic 
British indie band, and I'm going to go for one of the latest big things in British indie music. Uh, it's someone who have been very, very, very briefly mentioned on the podcast not that long ago uh, in our 50th episode, when, obviously, as regular listeners will know, and uh, if anyone who's listening doesn't know, you're despicable. It was a few weeks ago. You should be up to date with this. For our 50th episode, we picked each other three songs that we thought we would love, and one of the bands that you picked for me were called Cabbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I already knew them, so they didn't get played. But we did mention them, and I'm going to mention them again because they have a Record Store Day special release. It's uh, it's a limited edition orange vinyl version of their debut LP, which is called Young, Dumb and Full Of dot 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 we can all fill in the gaps I mean <laughs> I feel like absolutely they full of them dots yeah uh, and is it orange to match the uh, cover yeah well I mean famously I it's it's not not the most original thing to like spell out letters from alphabetic spaghetti like no. we've seen that many times but I mean far left you do see a nipple so where can you not see the just by cabbage is to the left brown bit that's a nipple this is someone, someone's chest that, that the alphabet is spaghetti. Oh! Yeah. God, I just thought it was like a cut-off nipple to the side. No, really no, horrible. it's all spelt on the alphabet someone's chest. Anyway. Okay, it's um, disgusting. Yeah, it's I didn't gross. even know that, I thought it was disgusting. It's a bit gross. Anyway, uh, it's a really great record. It's one of the most exciting new bands in Britain, and I think um, you know people who are kind of in tune with this kind of music will have heard a lot of hype about them in recent years. There's someone who I've kind of progressively been getting more and more into over the last few months, and I'm really excited to finally play them on the show. And as regular listeners will know, I like a bit of humour in me music. And the song I'm going to play, I think, has a really funny title. It's called Terrorist Synthesizer. Cabbage with a terrorist synthesizer. What did you think? I think that I did know that. Oh. I mean, I know I did. Oh. I mean, I only probably briefly heard it when I was looking for bands for you to. Um, <laughs> I, I very much like it. Yeah. I, like, I was shown that at work as well. As, yeah. as kind of, oh, look at these guys. And I, I actually looked them up and thought, oh, are they unsigned? Let's, let's look into them. Yeah. Turns out there's quite a lot said yeah, about them. A lot of it's hype, a bit yeah. too late, actually. Yeah. You've missed but that boat. That boat, that is, boat is, a, is, is almost hitting the Titanic. It's not going <laughs> well, to hit the Titanic, but you know what I was going to It's sunk I mean? on top of the Titanic. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're great. They're, again, not quite from. Manchester, I think they're from just outside Mosley, Mosley, something like that. Who knows how you say that? Mosley. Anyway, uh, that's their debut P. It's back out on limited edition orange vinyl on Skeleton Key Records, and it's definitely one to grab on Saturday. So, wrap it. On to your second pick.
Right, so my next band that I'm going to tell you about is a band called Fickle Friends. Are you aware of Fickle Friends? Um, I've had some. Woo! Uh, no, I'm Fickle not. Fickle Friends. I'm not at all. We've all got them. Um, okay, well, this is a band I think, given not too much time, you are not only going to be... Uh, aware of but you'll be a fan of okay interesting so they really haven't been going on for that long 2014 was their first release first single release they've only released singles there's nothing here to say that they've got an album (laughs) that's what I'm assuming is coming soon so on uh, record store day we're getting a 12 inch double A side of the singles Brooklyn and Crybaby. Mm. Which, interestingly enough, from the research that I've done, which tends to be not very good... Um, Non-existent. I mean, I know... I've, I've heard... I've, the first song I ever heard of this was Crybaby, which... Is it a cover? Because, I mean, I know other songs called Brooklyn and Crybaby not by this band, so... Do you? Uh, I wondering... don't... I wouldn't assume so. Okay. Just because of... From what I've heard before, it fits their sound very well. I just, okay. I just assume it's theirs. Um, their biggest song, Swim, 10 million downloads on Spotify. That, for a band who I've only just heard of, but I know are kind of making a little bit of, of a push into the city. If only this was a video podcast, because I don't know what you just did, but it was quite something. Harry has gone like full... Uh, how, do, how do I even describe what just happened? Head thrusting? Yeah, head thrusting out the microphone. For a band who is just... Like, <laughs> They'll probably hear it. it, like it a, you know, like, um, listeners, how like when pigeons walk, like their head like bombs forward. Like yeah. you were a static pigeon, just like... I yeah. apologise. No, it was great. <laughs> just uh, took me by surprise. Startled. Yeah. I mean, this, this is... It's like... Um, they've brought out so many singles, they practically have an album out. They've got like at least, I mean, they're four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, they've got like thirteen or fourteen tracks out since two thousand fourteen. Just all singles. And no album. No album. But I'm, I'm assuming now they they are fully signed. I think they should just put our greatest hits at this stage. <laughs> like, yeah. Just be done so with it. yeah, I'm looking here. Polydor Records, a division of Universal. Um, so I've also found out how to find record label stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a double Which success, listeners. Been useful. Um, so I think they've been caught. These are another one that I I like scouted the internet for. Found them and was like, oh, they're cool. Scouted Let's have a look. look. And again, I'm way too late. I really need to get better at this this yep. kind of job I meant to do. Um, so I'll play one of the songs from the EP that's coming out. I mean, there's. It's quite a nice cover. It's n- as far as I know, it's just a your plain black uh, vinyl. <laughs> um, but they're all they also got. You know, we we're talking about the the Purty with the seventies yeah. kind of vibe. This they kind of do that as well. Okay. So they are actually formed in Brighton. Uh, I think it's a five piece band with a female vocalist. Lovely so already stuff. I think you're on to this. Right up my strasser. It's a they're a very kind of synth heavy um guitar band, pretty much. Into it. Don't think it's gonna be synth heavy guitar band, but that kind of 
those indie vibes a lot of 80s sounding stuff which fits with the kind of um, aesthetic that felt hard to say although it wasn't aesthetic aesthetic I can't do it aesthetic don't Um, (laughs) if you can't then don't (laughs) can you imagine your kid just like dad I can't do it if you can't do it then don't do it yeah exactly you probably share them (laughs) give up yeah. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> My kids will be high achievers. <laughs> nonsense. So that would be nonsense. How do you? <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think this band is definitely up your street. I'm going to play you uh, Cry Baby just because I've talked about it already. Nice. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. Cry Baby by Fickle Friends. Cheers, pal. friends i hope you all enjoyed that did you enjoy it tim i did and as soon as you played it i realized i do know that song um and i'm a fan uh everything from kind of the the total feel of the track to the cover art to everything else it just reminds me of like mid 80s like teen movies and that i'm really into that i want to see them live so i can see the guy on the electronic drum yeah i mean that's that's great Similar to a band I really loved a few years ago called Summer Camp, who, um, like, uh, I suppose a bit like that. Some people kind of regard them as cheesy, but I think they're really great. Uh, I like that whole vibe. Yeah. It's up my street, as we've right said. Right up your I mean, it might be the ninth time today we've said up my street. We've turned into footballers saying at the end of the day, everything <laughs> the is the up past uh, At the end of the day, I think uh, we did all right. Yeah. Cool. So, that leaves us... On to your second pick. My second pick. Uh, so, the act that I'm going to go for, uh, in many ways, it's very different uh, to Fickle Friends, but in many ways, kind of similar in that it's kind of an electro-type alternative <laughs> music, um, right. but very much from a different era. The name is Duke Spirit. They're a four-piece from London who uh, they've been, they've been around for a while. Uh, a number of releases, I think, dating back as far as two thousand and four, as far as I can tell, but certainly only came into my consciousness last year when they dropped uh, not only an album called Kin, but also an EP called Serenade. And it is said EP that they are re-releasing for Record Store Day on a hundred and eighty gram, and I don't really know what that means, but it sounds <laughs> heavy. Say. But pink vinyl... Maybe it's a thick one. That looks lovely. And I've always really liked uh, the the sleeve art for this particular EP. It reminds me of like, um, you know, in Cluedo, the funny little pieces yeah. you get. like yeah, the, exactly Sort of a thinking. triangle with a ball on the top. Um, but it's like 
uh, sort of four or five of those kind of blurred out in like pinks and yellows, all these like pastel shades on a navy humans. blue background. Um, yeah, a bit human, a, a bit, bit of nose in one of them. Yeah, a little bit kind of abstract, but cool. Certainly cool. Great look, and it's funny. You know, we talked about music videos earlier, but sometimes like sleeve art as well. It kind of adds to the whole effect of like the music you're about to listen to. So, do you know Duke Spirit? Is the first question. Mm, no. From looking at the sleeve art, do you feel like you know a little bit more what you're about to hear? Kind of. I'm very much a fan of the whole ensemble there. Yeah. The the lovely have you mentioned where you have the pink vinyl. A really nice dusty pink vinyl. Crisp. Crisp and clean as you wish. With a nice uh, black centre. Yeah. I mean that's very much something I would enjoy to have. Yeah. And hold. I know, I mean and love forever. Uh, Exactly that. Obviously, with records today, we're talking about these kind of beautiful things that you really want to own and get your filthy little mitts on. And like this is filthy. this is one of them. It would be. I mean, by by Saturday morning, your mitts are going to be uh, a state. Um, I'm not sure you're allowed to hold it, but if you do manage to, then uh, this is what you're going to be able to listen to when you get home. So the song I'm going to play is called Serenade, and a bit like Fickle Friends song that we just played, Cry Baby. I have a slight feeling that when you hear it, you might know it. Really? But then maybe you might not. So. Okay. But yeah, this is... <laughs> like the Willow <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they are. It's a binary option, really. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, these are Duke Spirit. The Duke Spirit with Serenade. Thoughts? Thoughts. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I really like that. It was, um, do you know what? Some of it reminded me a little bit of Jaguar Mar at the beginning. Okay. Um, and then it kind of got a bit darker. Yeah. Uh, I like the voice, I like the vocal on that. Yeah, really, uh, really beautiful vocals. Do you know, am I putting you on the spot here? Do you know how many songs are on the CP? I think four. Yeah, four or five. I mean, it's EP length. Between one and I don't really. I never really know what the cutoff point is. Well, it can have anything technically. Kind of. There must be a certain point where you can't. You can't put out like a fifty-song EP. No. Some the police. The police would arrest you. (laughs) That would happen. There would at least be some kind of lawsuit. Yeah. Um. No, I'm 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 a fan of that. I, I mean, part of me just wants to buy that for um, the fact of how nice it looks. Yeah, but the fact that it also probably sounds good too helps yeah. big time. For sure, there was that funny thing though, wasn't there last year? Like, um, uh, for the first time in God knows how long, uh, vinyl sales overtook CDs again for the like for the most sold uh, format of physical music. Um, but then they kind of had some estimate of how many of those records actually ever got played, and it was incredibly low. How did they do that? I don't know. It was on Six Music. I mean, 
go and talk to the Six Music News people. I bloody will. Yeah, but the point is, like, a lot of people are buying vinyl purely because it's such a such a beautiful thing to own, and I, I, it's easy to be snobby about that, and you know, think hipsters are kind of just buying it for whatever. But I actually think great. You know what? You're still supporting the music industry. You're still very much engaged with the culture of it, and. Mm. Do you know what, like, I've, I've seen, you know, whatever it is, album artwork or uh, gig posters or whatever it is and thought, do you know what, I'd really like to buy that and own that and have that in my room and not, yeah, you know, that's part of the enjoyment of it too. It's kind of, um, it's not, it's not that different to having a band t-shirt or something, is it? So I think, you know, listeners go look at the website, as we've said before. And just look at the sleeves you like, and you know if something like that really attracts you, and you think I want to go and buy that, then the money's going to the artists and the people who are working really hard, and you're still kind of engaging with the culture, so that's not anything to be embarrassed or ashamed of whatsoever. Well, bloody put, sir. Exactly, because I put everything well. So uh, on to your third and final pick. Third and final pick. Third and final. Third and final. Final. <laughs> right, so for my third pick, I'm going to go with probably one of the biggest drops of Record Store Day and one that I feel like there may not be, well, firstly, many of, but also it's going to be one that people are going to be trying to grab. It's going to be... Because, like, Record Store Day stuff, a lot of stuff goes on for, like, the week, don't they? Like, um, yeah, people the- don't sell out of everything no I mean the stores get them in Uh, the really coveted stuff goes on the day but you can pick stuff up weeks months later if it's still hanging around it's not like like it just gets set on fire (laughs) that would be a travesty to art Um, so what I'm actually going with Tim is David Bowie's bow promo okay so actually I've just read a limited which is 15k. 15,000 of these. Sounds like a lot, but I guess if they're just 15,000 overall, it's not that many, is it? No, although what... I mean, I don't know the figures. I know back in the day, you used to have to sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of physical copies to chart or whatever it was, but I feel like nowadays, if anything sells 15,000 physical copies, I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, how many... Although I suppose maybe that's worldwide. If it's worldwide, then yeah, maybe if you if there's a certain amount that you can buy online or whatever. But even in the UK, if you think about each city, let's say there's in Brighton four record stores taking part in Record Store Day. If each of those has like 150 of these, well, which sounds like too much almost. I th- I mean, don't hold me to this, but I was just trying to do that maths too, and I think that means that there's 75 copies per store. Right. So that's... Obviously, could quite easily get snapped up relatively quickly, but not unattainable by any means. No. It's definitely there for the taking. I seem to remember that I was talking on our last Record Store Day episode about a Bowie release that was 500 copies of. Right, and that is like madness. That is a madness. That uh, is madness. even uh, you know Stormzy would agree that was a madness. <laughs> madness would even agree that. <laughs> so it is a twelve-inch, another 
one times 180 gram. So there's another one of those. Um, it's probably just like your standard. <laughs> like, Heavy as hell. I mean, uh, 12 uh, inch black vinyl uh, with five Bowie prints. Yep. So this says it's a reproduction of one of Bowie's earliest promos, a single sided 12 inch featuring Bowie's seven tracks from the original promo with reproduced craft pack envelope and five Bowie prints and tissue paper wrapping. It sounds delightful. And I mean, he is the king of Record Store Day. There's about four or five different Bowie releases coming out, aren't there? He's, yeah. yeah, signed as well by the looks of it. Signed? Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's a real signature. It might be... Um, by you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It might be that's maybe what the first one was. So it's his signature and a thing. I always and find it's like reprints yeah. of that. I always find it funny that like, if you are like an eBay... Uh, kind of person you always see on there like um, signed David Beckham shirt it's like, it doesn't it never says signed by David Beckham it's yeah like, <laughs> Tim Garrett on the David Beckham shirt and people are paying like a grand but it is signed so you can't send it yeah. back so so I'm going to go with one of the lesser known tracks from the CP lesser known in terms of I don't know it you don't know this one or at least you don't think you do until you maybe. I don't know it. by name for sure. So yeah, I mean, how are you going to know? Uh, the song's called "It Ain't Easy." Okay. It ain't easy. It ain't. Um, it ain't easy to pick one of these songs. It ain't easy to live for three years off cocaine and milk either. But oh, you could do it. So. <laughs> it can't be easy. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to play "It Ain't Easy" and go out and try and get this one. Nice. So it is time for Tim Garrett's third and final pick. So, for my third and final pick, as you mentioned, what I wanted to do was uh, pick something that, for me, came totally out of left field when I was looking through the Record Store Day website. What I think one of the most exciting and beautiful things about this particular event is that it really brings you to things that you would have no exposure to otherwise. As I said many times, I love just clicking through the things that I've never heard of and just giving them a listen. And one of the things that uh, popped up when I was doing that this afternoon was a band called Say Sue Me. So as I'm going through all the covers of all the releases, I just see this like bright yellow thing. It says Say Sue Me in the top left in like sort of pinky red with like a little illustration of a car, like with flames on the bonnet. Like, it just... It's that cartoony, like, um, is it Bjorn and John? Peter Bjorn and John. Yeah, yeah a little bit like that. Of... But it just felt like totally different to everything else. So I was like, I wonder what, what that is. I'm going to give it a little try. And when I clicked in, I was instantly kind of amazed and excited to find that this was maybe the first South Korean indie band I've ever listened to. And I just, I was kind of blown away by the fact that 
Like to me, uh, South Korea in my head. I when I think of that country, I think of Seoul. Seoul, how do you say it? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at pronunciations. But everything. Seoul. 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 The capital of South Korea. Seoul, I believe. Seoul. Again, I don't know, but let's go with that. Who knows? Anyway, I think of Seoul, and I think of like a very high tech and futuristic, and like uh, you know, ultra modern. And maybe, you know, indie music doesn't necessarily fit in, although it's my personal preference of genre, it doesn't necessarily fit into that kind of image. So I was really excited to find that this band are from their place from a place called Busan in South Korea. And they've got a really kind of, you know, British European sound, but they're really good. And um and they are releasing a four track EP. Uh with two songs from previous CD releases and two brand new tracks. It's on yellow transparent vinyl, which I guarantee will be sexy. No way it's not sexy. Um, but like like I say, from the little bit that I've heard, they're really good. I think they put out an album last year as well, which half of it is available online and half of it is not. I'm not quite sure why. There seems to be some kind of weird block to the second half of the album, which may or may not yeah, be the better Contractual bit. stuff. Yeah. But the, as I say, they're called Say Sumi. The e the EP thing that they're putting out for Record Store Day is also called Say Sumi. And the song I'm going to play, thirdly and finally, is called Say Sumi. So let's have a little listen and see what you think. There you have it. That was uh, Say Sue Me with Say Sue Me. Did you enjoy? I'm a fan. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weirdly uh, British sounding, but... Yeah, kind of, I, I like to say, I, you know, I, I really... Asia is kind of a place that I really want to go and travel and see. Um, and I kind of romanticise about, and I just love the idea that there's some kind of grimy indie club in the capital of South Korea where they're just listening to kind of like the same kind of music coming out of the same kind of bands that we're listening to. I just find that really appealing and exciting. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, that really does it for me. And I'm going to be out on Saturday trying to get my hands on that. Although I think that, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about Bowie having a limited release in that everyone wants to get their hands on it. I think that particular EP and some of the smaller bands that we've maybe discussed today uh, you can check on the website where their availability is, like which stores are going to get that record. And I feel like something like that, not every store is going to have a Say to Me EP. No. So, uh, yeah, pick your spots wisely. So that brings us to the end of our three picks each and almost to the end of our episode. But as we alluded to earlier... Alluded to. Have you ever noticed that I say alluded it's to? It's absolutely so incredible. Sometimes I'll hear it while we're recording and I'm like, wow, we say this a lot. Yeah. And then I got a friend that said, you say alluded all the time. I know. <laughs> we allude to alluding all the time. Honestly, I've 
grown so tired of hearing myself say that word. Um, but I say it. As we may have mentioned earlier. See, that's just so much more long-winded. Why not just say alluded to? Keep uh, it. So there's some things that we really, really want to hear and are really excited by the prospect of, but we literally cannot digitally get our hands on right now to play to you guys and share with you. But we do want to shout out because, obviously, uh, yeah, there's some really great stuff out there. So the first thing that I want to mention is Eyelids Meet Gary Jarman, which is obviously Gary Jarman is one of the Cribs, one of the three Cribs members. Um, and Eyelids are, I think, an American band out of Portland. And they've put together just two songs that they're putting out on a 7-inch. But I'm just like totally intrigued to hear what Gary Jarman has got to give to another band. I don't think I've ever heard him play with another act or really contribute to any other musical projects. So I'm really, really excited to hear him collaborate with, uh, from what I can tell, a really up-and-coming new American band who haven't really got that much traction or that much of a track record. I think that's a really interesting combination. I really want to hear it. So that's my first one. Have you got one, Harry? Uh, I do have one, and it is the 10th anniversary of The Views. Hats off to the buskers. One of my favourite albums of my youth. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Like I, One of the first albums I remember really religiously listening to off my own back. Like, yeah, I felt like it I was my discovery... And I was the one... So much to the point that... I mean, we've talked about it before probably, but when we both brought it up maybe a year ago, we were both amazed that we were both View fans because we didn't really know anyone else that liked them or had even heard them. Yeah, totally. We we finished a recording session in your bedroom. I remember it vividly, I think, like last summer because it was quite warm that night. Mm. And just like... Even the weird, uh, like, face for the radio or Claudia or yeah. whatever it is. Just like the the album tracks. The Don. You know, yeah, the Don or, like, Skag Trendy. Like, Skag <laughs> yeah, Trendy, I don't know. But, like, you know, obviously a lot of people know Same Jeans or maybe Superstar Tradesman or even Wasted, little, radio, yeah. wasted little DJs to a lesser extent. Yeah. But, like... Uh, you know, that whole album, cover to cover, there's no bad song and it deserves all the coverage it can get. And the fact that it's 10 years old does make me feel quite ancient. Yeah. But um, just a classic. And uh, my collection is sadly missing um, the first view album. I have got Witch Bitch on vinyl, but I do not have Hats Off to the Buskers and I feel like Man, that is one that. that needs to be added. Another one that I'm kind of quite interested in Purely because we did a bit of Googling on it earlier, and it sounds kind of brilliantly mad. There's a record called The Rough Guide to Bollywood, colon, The Psychedelic Years. And there's kind of only a couple of songs that you can find online from the track listing. But mental, absolutely mental music. But when we put it on earlier the first song, the opening track that we could find. About 30 seconds in, we both said, this is mad. And they were like, but I think I love it. And I think there's just going to be so many different textures and kind of... 
things to really absorb that you just we just won't have heard anywhere else to come from this record so like I just want to listen to that just as something completely out of my comfort zone and completely like some, nothing I've ever heard before just a madness I want to do a madness and listen to that lovely any others? yeah I mean the last one I just want to drop in uh, Jarvis Cocker and Chili Gonzalez weird Little it's a bit weird a, record it's, it's a weird one but I think that's it's worth grabbing that if you can because of how kind of odd it is to see these two kind of work together. Yeah. And Chili I... Gonzalez is only somebody that I heard of very recently. It was, um, well, the 88th day of the month. Uh, there was, it's like World Piano Day. And of my colleague, month. sorry, of, what month? <laughs> of the year. Oh. Uh, my uh, colleague Sarah was playing a lot of piano stuff and she really likes Chili Gonzalez and whatever. Okay. And I said, oh, like, What's this? She said, oh, this is Jarvis Cocker. And I was like, this is mad. It's like a weird kind of narrative piece. Yeah. That, um... I don't know if... I, I don't even know if it is a kind of a stand-up reference, but it really reminded me of the movie Anomalisa, which I saw last year. Um, is that the... the um, like the anime weird... Like, animation, sorry. Like weird face mask things about like a guy who's staying in a hotel and has a bit of a breakdown. Um yeah. For some reason, listening to this record like totally reminded me of that film. I really loved the film, and I really, I did really get into the EP too. But just like strange, yeah, very much. Uh, I suppose a bit, you know, the you couldn't be more removed from uh, the rough guide to Bollywood, the psychedelic years. Yeah. But like, also, if you want to be taken out of your comfort zone and listen to something you've never really heard anything like it, then I think that's a good one. Good shout, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it from me and I think that's it from you you'd be correct in thinking that and I have been Tim and I have also been Harry and you have been our lovely listeners and we appreciate you guys for tuning in so much and we're going to take you out on an absolute classic it's a song that uh, shout out to my good friend Becca we like to go to a certain bar in Brighton called Shuffle where one of the brilliant uh novelties of it is that they have their own wi-fi network set up uh which is connected to their speakers and then they've got a music library and you're allowed everyone gets like two song picks per half hour so when it's busy it takes ages to get your songs on when it's quite quiet you get to um you know get music on fairly regularly so you don't have to listen to things you don't enjoy for too long and one of my absolute favourite things to put on there, partly because I just love this song and I never listen to it anywhere else and it's in their catalogue, but also because I do find it really funny to, like, in the middle of a Friday night when everyone's starting to get quite buzzed, it's, like, half ten, people are playing Drake and, like, you know... Really? Is that the R. Right? Kelly or whatever it is. Like, you know, people are playing, like, music to dance to. I just find it so funny when I've put this particular song on <laughs> and everyone's just like I do like this song like I don't hate it no one's like annoyed because you can put some things on where people are like oh my god I've played Morrissey in there at a similar time and people have just been like no who's done this whereas this no one find out who's playing anything no no you just the good thing is that like when a song comes on there's that moment where everyone looks around trying to like scout out who's picked it and mm. sometimes like everyone else's completely static and someone's just like dancing in the corner <laughs> and it's like it was you you prick <laughs> but um i never give it away when i play this particular song really? the song is africa by toto
it is undoubtedly an absolute classic and it's available on one of the best discs I think I've ever seen. Me it's... too. I couldn't even believe it that how it worked. Yeah, you didn't think it was a disc. No. It is. So it's a big, massive picture disc. Cool enough anyway. But it is die cut in the shape of Africa. And it's got the whole map. It's fully it. a whole map. Like, don't think it's a disc with a map on it or anything. It is just a map. The only kind of half or quarter circle side of it is the C part. Yeah. That's the only, like, yeah. disc element to it. But you have the entire continent of Africa on there with, like, a big, like, red graffiti Africa over the top and then Toto written underneath in yellow, like, graffiti writing. It looks amazing. It's so cool. And It like, looks like a puzzle piece from a large, um, what's it called? Spherical map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them. Globe. Globe. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just great. And of all the things to own of this day... Uh, I think this is the one. So I want to wish you guys... This is the one. Yeah, exactly. We're not going out on that, though. Uh, I want to wish you guys a very happy uh, Record Store Day. Yeah. And I hope you do... I can't encourage you enough to get out there, spend your hard-earned bucks in <laughs> your bucks. local store, and, uh, yeah, support the music industry and support this brilliant uh, day and event. And get some bloody good gear on the way. Exactly. In terms of music. <laughs> <laughs> get to the record store off your face and spend everything you've got. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. This is Toto with Africa. Say hey.